Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. What is this? Season four. It's an exciting time, isn't it? So good. Mm -hmm. Pumped. And as much as it was a little bit sad to say goodbye to the Gold Coast, the energy in the van, the excitement on the road, just love it. Mm, So good. Those wheels are turning. We are off exploring places we've never been before, which is just the best part, I think. It's that anticipation and that excitement of arriving somewhere new. I love it. And that part of it where you're turning the wheels, the road trip's happening, the mixtape is playing, it's brilliant. Sure is, baby. All right. So let's get into it. We decided that with our trek around Oz, that we're going to be doing a little bit more of a a zigzag would be the best way to describe this. I mean, we want to get inland, we want to be the ocean, we want to we want to really see the best of it all. Definitely. I think we could easily say it's an unconventional lap, so mm-hmm. to speak. We won't be sticking to the coast. I guess we'll really be going wherever the stories take us. Yes, wherever the stories take us. And quite often, as has happened in our first week, we changed tact. Yes. So, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that. But our first port of call was a beautiful location called Kalani. Yeah, look, I have to say we were definitely high-fiving on day one, setting off from the Gold Coast and pulling up camp in Kalani, which, to be honest, I don't think I even knew existed before we arrived there. No, I hadn't uh, heard of it either. We knew we were going to the Southern Downs region. We had decided that we would trek up through Bow Desert, through Cunningham's Gap. Wow, what a drive that was. Amazing. Interesting fact here. uh, The explorer Alan Cunningham had actually explored this whole region in 1827. And then he realised very quickly that this was going to be an incredible opportunity for economic growth through trade. Uh, And so a hundred years later, the Cunningham's Gap Road opened and then there was a series of major issues with with the mountain and landslides and all sorts of things and and it closed and opened and closed. And and, uh, in fact, they had a bushfire through not that long ago that have seen seven kilometres of that actual highway having to be rebuilt and... um, and re-secured. It's quite incredible. It's been many years. I mean, I remember going up over Cunningham's Gap when I was a girl and we'd do road trips, you know, down to Sydney and whatnot. But going up there, towing the van, and we actually, we recorded the entire trip up the mountain, winding our way up the mountain and then, you know, down the other side, descending down the mountain. as quite spectacular footage on our YouTube episode. But what a feat. I mean, what a feat for Alan Cunningham to explore that region when there wasn't any roads there. It would have just been forest and bush and mountain. But then for them to cut a road 
over the range in the early 1900s. I mean, just incredible. And of course, the range is the great dividing range. It's not, not just the okay the dividing okay range. range. That's right. <laughs> um, and it is great. It is it is spectacular. And the trusty Hilux, yeah. God bless Toyota, just powered on up and over that mountain, pulling sure out a three-ton van behind it. Uh, no worries. Yeah, she sure did. It was actually a bit of a shame because Jasper had – fallen asleep he was having a little snooze in the back of the car in his car seat when we went up over the Cunningham's Gap and I think he would have really loved that because you get such amazing views and Mm. just winding your way up there anyways so then across the other side of the range and toward Kalani and to your right is Warwick far in the distance is Stanthorpe Mm -hmm. and then off to the left uh, down towards what is the head or the start of the Condamine River is where we actually ended up mm. in Kalani. This little green country oasis. I mean, mm. we can't state enough how green Kalani is. Yeah, look, and you, you could watch this uh, the footage and see the images and go, you guys using a filter, you, what are you doing to that to make it look so green? Mm. It is that green. It was incredible, incredible yeah. wasn't it? And we found this beautiful little caravan park, and caravan park doesn't really do it Mm-mm. the right sort of idea. It, it, it doesn't conjure up what you think this place is no, like. No, it should have been called like Rainforest Camp or something. Yeah, it's, um, this again, vibrant green uh, entry point into – uh, an area that's opposite the national park, the main range national park, and a, more like a, a bush camp, really. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, with with the comforts that come with a caravan park, and they had a lovely on-site cafe and little gift shop as well, run by two of the loveliest people we've met to date on our mm-hmm. travels, Louise and Mark, who yeah. had a green tree change many, many years ago and found themselves in Kalani. But a great spot to park up camp. We were really only going for one night and we ended up staying for three. It's actually called Queen Mary Falls Caravan Park. That's right. And you are right, Paul. It is directly across the road. I mean, 10 metres across the road from where the picnic area of the Main Range National Park is and the start of the trail for the two-kilometre circuit down to Queen Mary Falls. That's right. It's uh, it's only a 40-minute walk, really, of course, with, with kids, with, with Jasper being four. He, he's taking one step pretty well, you know, every sort of 10 seconds. <laughs> so it took us about an hour to get down, but it, it is stunning. It's um, it's a Gondwana rainforest, mm. uh, which is World Heritage listed. It's regarded as one of the oldest rainforests in the world. It's 180 million years old. Incredible. Uh, so there's a, a variety of um, ferns and conifers that are 100 million years old, these rock formations, mm-hmm. and then the real reward at the end of all this is Queen Mary Falls. And it is amazing the way it reveals as you come down mm. the bottom of that that bend and Jasper's 
you know, just pure expression. Mm-hmm. The waterfall. Mm-hmm. And the GoPro camera's rolling and we, we capture this moment. It's just, it is beautiful. It's spectacular. Yeah, it really was magical. You could hear the hum of the waterfall as you descend down. And mm. a good tip is to do the circuit in a clockwise direction. That's mm. actually a tip from the park's ranges. And it is much easier going on your legs because you you tackle the majority of the steps in a downward uh, route mm. going clockwise. But you can hear that that hum of the waterfall in the distance and the closer you get the louder it gets and like you say it just revealed itself around that final turn and it's a good point it it is spring fed Mm. so it is constantly flowing and so it it does it just gets louder and louder as you get closer Mm. which is so exciting and gosh i think it's somewhere between 40 and 50 meter drop so it's it is a decent sized waterfall i would imagine that you know during rain season Mm. it would be epic. Uh, yeah, it'd be it possibly uh, you possibly couldn't walk all the way down. Yeah, uh, but it yeah just beautiful the way the natural vegetation almost arcs over the walkway so that you feel like you're going through what Jasper referred to as fairy caves <laughs> at parts. Yeah, it's uh, yeah it's really beautiful. It is really beautiful, and and they've done the circuits so well. You know, you can stand directly in front of the waterfall on a very safe concrete bridge that they've put across the water that has the railings, you know, to keep you uh, enclosed and feeling safe. And, I mean, we were standing there and feeling the mist and the force of that water coming over the edge, spray onto our faces and blow our hair back. Mm. And it was a really lovely, cool day when we walked as well, which made it even more enjoyable. You know, the footage from the cannon. Uh, and also the drone is just so <clears throat> spectacular. Uh, as the drone lifted up over the waterfall and then continued up uh, to its kind of peak uh, at 120 metres, it revealed past that escarpment to this lush green farmland. <laughs> and it's so unexpected because of the nature of this waterfall and the national park and then beyond it is – yeah, these rolling green hills, uh, some of which had been logged through, you know, the different decades uh, as farming and agriculture took over this region. And predominantly at the moment, there's cattle, uh, but potatoes are a huge crop out there as well. And it, and once you get up the top, back towards the caravan park, you're just shy of a thousand metres above mm. sea level. So that crisp, mm. fresh air that you feel and, and the smell when you breathe it in and then get back. They've delivered firewood, you know. Yes. I mean, it, it really is uh, an incredibly inexpensive experience of this kind. Mm. It really was a really beautiful experience for our first, you know, our first few nights on the road of our big lap and, again, the – the green, the the lush landscape is just, it's yeah. breathtaking. Have we told you how green it is? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, you've got to check out the footage. It is amazing. And then we've talked about this before, giving Jasper jobs. Yes. You know, at this age, being four is an exciting moment for him and, mm. and just, it's so reciprocal, isn't it? You know, you've, you've got 
the joy of being there sharing that ability of his to feel like he's leading the way and and collecting and contributing. Absolutely, and, having responsibility. And, yeah. and that has that knock-on effect where then he's like, okay, what's next? Give me another one. What can I do? Look, his behaviour is so much better when we give him tasks. Definitely. <laughs> you know, remove the iPad and give him a job. I tell you, it's just just such the, the trick to it all. And so we, we went off foraging and, and collecting our firewood and, and uh, he's saying, oh, this is good kindling. This will burn really well. <laughs> oh, here's another good piece, you know. And, and this moment could go on forever and I'd keep enjoying it, I think. Yeah, it is awesome. Mm. And something else that he really loved about this environment was the wildlife. Wasn't it brimming with wildlife? Yeah, we've talked about, you know, Australia is known as the land of the parrots, has more parrot species than anywhere else in the world. This place is where they're hanging out. Yes. <laughs> we even had king parrots. They're the, you know, Google that if, you, if you're unfamiliar, but it's the beautiful red and green. I mean, talk about sticking out mm. in, in the wild, you know, and just these beautiful birds that were incredibly well adjusted to <laughs> campsite life and landed on Katie's arm when she was inside the door arch of our caravan. Mm. So that's flying under the awning and straight onto your arm yeah. to say, hey, hang on, you got something for me there. Yeah, they were amazing. amazing. And not just one or two of them. There were parrots everywhere, every mm. day, in and out of our particular campsite, hanging out at the front of the caravan park near the cafe. They were just Spectacular. And quite rosellas. a variety. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the rosellas are just, aren't they a stunning bird? Incredible. Galahs. Yeah. And then, of course, your Corellas cockatoos, mm -hmm. rainbow lorikeets. I mean, it, there was an abundance of wildlife. And then there was the kangaroos, wallabies. Yes, uh, the possums at nighttime. <laughs> lots of frogs. Lots of noises, you know, in the night of the crickets and the, the frogs. The and good noise. Yes. Isn't it? Na the nature, uh, you know, and that, that orchestra of sounds, is, it, is, it is amazing. Yeah, it was really, really beautiful. I think we all enjoyed the wildlife. As you said, Katie, it's just such a, an incredible start mm. uh, to this season, but to our, our lap and our journey. Yes. We couldn't have found a better place and just wasn't planned it, again it was when you were heading that direction and then you know just found this place mm -hmm. and I tell you it's um being only a few hours from Brisbane a couple of hours from the Goldie it's easy it's so accessible and for the experience you know for $35 a night or oh. this is crazy well and that's right even if you don't have a van or a camper they have a series of little cabins mm -hmm. at the caravan park which is perfect for a weekend getaway it is so worth it if you are in that southeast queensland region to drive the few hours and mm. go and spend a weekend in Kalani. We we joked about it on our episode. We heard they have a uh, a spa cabin. <laughs> We're like, oh, just stick our head in there, yeah. <laughs> or maybe our toe. So the other real highlight of this region is this incredible fact, and that is that the Condamine Head, the start of the Condamine River, is in the gorge. Just about 14 kilometres outside of the Kalani Township. And it is spring-fed mm. and is the start of the headwaters that then flows into the Boulogne River, 
then on into the Darling, then on into the Murray, and eventually meanders its way all the way down to the Great Australian Bight. And when we heard this and we, you know, we saw the signage and it said this is the longest river system in Australia starts here, we were just like, wow. How cool is that? I mean, you know, and I didn't know that I've never, you know, ever heard of of Mm -hmm. this fact and known that it was, you know, literally in our doorstep in Queensland. And so to be able to drive your four-wheel drive and actually do what's called the 14 crosses of the condomine. So you do this loop and, oh, look, I think the loop all up is 45 kilometres. Mm-hmm. So if you started at the caravan park, you could literally drive all the way down the mountain into the gorge, 14 crosses throughout the condomine, end in Kalani and then drive 12 kilometres back up. And so, you know, a couple of hours later and an incredible experience to be sharing, wow, isn't it amazing? It was beautiful because mm. it did have that mix of those rolling green hills and the the farmland with the spectacular views, of course, because mm. you are so elevated above sea level. Very chubby cows. Yeah. Oh, happy <laughs> All cows. All over the road. They were happy, weren't they? <laughs> you would be. <laughs> and then you had the mix of the, the bush and the rainforest mm. and the river, the beautiful river and the crossings Look and the rocks. Yeah, look, they say that the uh, the Condomine, as far as a full drive experience, is a really excellent beginner's mm. uh, course, if you wanted to put it like that, because you're doing all these river crossings. I mean, at one point, they're right up to the wheel arches of your car. Yeah, there's some deeper crossings. There's no phone reception. Mm. Now, we only did a few of the crossings. We, next time, would try and tee up a convoy, yeah, it, just a second vehicle, yeah, you know, at least, uh, just so that you you got that reassurance. I think, yeah, look, well, we passed sure. a number of vehicles, but I think that would be the way to do it for your first outing. Definitely, I love that they say it's a track for respectful four wheel drivers. Yeah, I good. really like that they use that in their collateral mm-hmm. um, and on their signage as well, and it really promotes that sense of. This is a special place, and it is. It's got a lot of cultural significance as well, Mm. the gorge and the river itself. And so I really like that they use those words because there are all different types of four-wheel drivers and there are all different types of levels of four-wheel driving as well. And so it's a a gentle track for people who are going to treat it gently, and I love that. Yeah, that's great. That's really great. So we ended up heading ourselves back up this incredible track all the way up to Cars Lookout, mm. which is, I believe, the highest point in that actual region. I think it's just shy of 1,200 metres above sea level. Spectacular views. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there were moments that Katie and I said, and maybe we would we would feel different if we were back in Tasmania, but we felt there were moments that, this is as spectacular mm. as some of those moments we mm. had in Tassie. Yeah. You know, that that dividing range, the the gorge, the yeah. depth of it, you know, the colours. Yep. Yeah, the wildlife, the yes. freshness of the air. Yes. It really had a lot of little trigger moments that we just could have been transported back to Tassie. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And I think you're right. Those spectacular mountain ranges in the distance and then the green, have we mentioned the green? The green rolling hills, you know, that are dotted with those fat 
chubby, happy cows. It really was beautiful, that cool air on our face. Something else that we did uh, was catch up with the owner-operators of Queen Mary Falls Caravan Park, as we mentioned, Louise and Mark, and their daughter as well, Holly. And we went to dinner in the Kalani pub. Wasn't that awesome? It was great. We hopped out of the car. We were in separate vehicles in our four-wheel drives. And I said to Kate, oh, have you got the keys so I can lock it? (laughs) Mark goes, no, mate, you don't have to worry about locking your car. I'm like, right. (laughs) You know, feeling like the the true city slicker, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, God, you don't have to worry about that out here. You know, then we walk in and everyone's like, g'day, Mark. Hey, Louise. Uh, How you doing, mate? You know, g'day, mate. You know, what can I get you? Just, I mean, it. It is such a country charm mm. in in that way of life and and that persona of these people. You know, they really have, uh, yeah, a sense of community that that you can miss. Definitely, in, you know, in in your normal day to day lives. So yeah, that was a, a really good little uh, lift for all of us. I think to be it was lovely have that moment to even express to them, wow, this is cool. Yeah, and I mean... Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, when you're in it, you you probably don't notice it as much. Yeah, yeah, that is right. And isn't that just a quintessential little country pub? So beautiful. We have to say, if you are in Kalani, make sure you go and have a meal at the pub because the meals were fantastic and some of the most inexpensive meals that we have enjoyed to date on the road. Okay, so three meals. Okay, I had a... Seafood basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie had a, a vegetarian halloumi burger mm. with fries and salad. Which was massive and I couldn't finish. Jasper had fish and chips. Mm-hmm. His staple. Yes. <laughs> $35 total. You know, and, and we quite often go, gosh, this place is overpriced for where it is. And mm-hmm. no, seriously, 35 bucks for a for a sandwich and some fries or a salad. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And this this was $35 for three of us. So we were very impressed at the the food, the quality of the food and the price. We we don't think they got the memo. No, and I mean it was service with a smile as well. It was yeah. that that good old fashioned country service. So make sure you stop in at the Kalani pub. Tell mm. them the feel good family sent you. Yeah, good idea. All right. I think we'll wrap it up there because uh, we are now heading Southwest hmm. towards Stanthorpe mm-hmm. and the Granite Belt mm-hmm. wine country. Mm-hmm. Love it. Talk about a contrast, though, between mm-hmm. lush, lush green, spring fed, plenty of water, can't run out, out to, you know, even Warwick and beyond and Stanthorpe. I mean, these places are in historical droughts. Yeah, and, and still major water restrictions, particularly in Stanthorpe. Mm. So that that contrast was before us and and only a short 100 kilometres down the road is Stanthorpe. And that's where we will be heading next week in next week's episode and to what is a bucket list for me and that's the Girraween National Park and the Balancing Rock. So stay tuned for that because uh, to tick off a bucket list item – you know, after two and a half years ago, I saw that little image of, of that place and thought, I want to go there. And now to be able to actually go and do it is an incredible moment. So we'll be sharing that next week. Awesome. For now, dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. Happy trails.